Welcome to Sobcast the Podcast, where I, Christina Wolfgram, beg the question, what even is mental health? This podcast is created in collaboration with Dive Through, a mental wellness company that actually knows what they're talking about. Welcome to Sobcast the Podcast. As usual, I have a little trigger warning to start things off. Even though Sobcast the podcast is about the pursuit of good mental health, we'll be talking about some not so good mental health things like anxiety, depression, and crying into microwavable meals. Yay! So I have a very special guest today. This is one of my very close friends and amazing producer, creative, and one of the reasons actually one of the biggest reasons that Sobcast is even a thing. This is Stephanie Kent, everybody. Hi. Feel free to applaud. Do you hear that? That feels too much like middle school with the lack of fans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, speaking of middle school and, um, ways that I used to act in middle school. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about how to help a friend through a breakup. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually, (laughs) I feel like I've never been so, so old and mature, but also so young and immature handling grief right now. And uh you've been there through all of it. (laughs) Hey, and you've been there through mine. So we could just compare notes right now (laughs) about each other's breakups. Yeah. Well, I guess we should start there. So I got dumped. Like, I think it's been like six or seven weeks now. And it was a really long-term relationship. And I mean, it was the person that I was like planning on spending the rest of my life with. And even though now over the few weeks and through therapy and through talking to friends, you know, I'm definitely seeing that it wasn't like the most perfect relationship on the planet, but it definitely still hurts. (laughs) Absolutely. And your breakup also was like, I mean, so out of the blue. Yeah, uh, it definitely was not as long as yours. Um. (laughs) But it was very serious, though. It was very serious. And we had been planning for very serious things uh, for, you know, the upcoming years and down the line and things like that. But uh, unfortunately, it, it didn't shake out that way. And that's fine. You know, same thing, you know time therapy perspective uh all kind of shows you like your tunnel vision was just that it was just tunnel vision and as great of a relationship as it may have been it it wasn't the great relationship for me Mm. so I'm so proud of you oh my gosh you're so you're like a spiritual guru (laughs) Please. Um, well, I have a couple weeks of 
being broken up with on you. So, you know, I'm sure in what is it like the two weeks before you got broken up with was when I got broken up with two weeks down the line, you're going to be in the same spot, baby. Oh my God. Will I be able to wear red lipstick like you? Cause that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that's actually um, for all the viewers at home. You can only wear red lipstick if you have been broken up with for a certain amount of time <laughs> after uh, the two month point. Yeah, that's my it's I, yeah, that's my big coping mechanism. It's red lipstick. I mean, I don't know. That sounds right. It's very glamorous. Well, I honestly like it's going to tie into stuff that I'll probably get into later, but like, Mm -hmm. it is one of the key ways where I take care of myself is I put on red lipstick because every time I wear it, it makes me feel special. And it makes me Mm -hmm. feel a little bit more like myself to recognize that there's that special person in me that I do like, and like to show off and enjoy. And so whether or not I'm going out in public, wearing the red lipstick, just wearing it for myself is, is huge. It's a huge mood booster. Wait, that's so beautiful. So I'm wearing it today. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is, and I'm sure it'll be different for everyone. Yeah, maybe it's pink lipstick. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like an off red. (laughs) It's a little cherry chapstick. (laughs) That's a really good, I would need to think about what makes me feel that way. And if I've even been doing that. Um, so this is kind of going to be a throwback to when we first started Subcast and there was a segment called How I'm Coping. And I wanted to start with kind of the initial like shock after breakup and how we both kind of took care of ourselves and found support in other people. Um So I thought we could just like switch off and you can go first if you have any thoughts. Oh, sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the first like 48 hours of like not really taking care of yourself in my instance, which is fine. Like I am a big proponent of feeling whatever feelings that you have Mm -hmm. and letting them run their course. Um, Eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, okay, like I should eat a full meal and I should, um, Mm make that full meal, not just be uh, lucky charm cereal. Uh, some people think it takes longer than others to get to that point. Um, for me, when this happened, because it was such a surprise, um, I called a few of my best friends, including you, mm-hmm. and um, two of them live near me. And so they swooped by, they brought over dinner yeah. um, and they, you know, just kind of sat with me and let me talk through my feelings and you know, they, they really took care of me and made sure that I felt loved and that I felt valid in everything that I was feeling. And actually for the rest of that week, because it happened pretty early on in the week, uh, my best friend came over every single day and um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was incredible. And she would bring like fancy coffee or like McDonald's because I, I'm a trash can with legs. Those are the, that's the entire <laughs> spectrum. It's either fancy coffee or McDonald's. Those are, there's yeah. no in between. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just a matter of like 
keeping myself occupied when I felt like I needed to feel occupied. So I really threw myself into work or like started a new show that had like 30 seasons so that I like, if I wanted to be busy, I could be busy in whatever capacity that I chose. But what about you? I think I totally relate to that first 48 hours being just like, what even is, am I even on the same planet? Like I don't, I feel everything therefore I feel nothing like it was more about just like getting up and moving um and I don't know why it really did help to like tell people what had happened because I feel more real it does and it 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 made me feel less alone and it made me feel less crazy because I was like so taken aback and just like what and so when other people were also like what that just helped a little bit um and then like the the weird thing that I didn't expect was how much I had to say to my ex-boyfriend like we had talked every single day for like eight years and so I was used to like telling him like hey I was brushing my teeth and it was so funny. Like my gum itched, like, what is that? And, uh, or like, what are you thinking about having dinner tomorrow? You know? (laughs) So, uh, one of the things that you did actually, that really helped was you were like, text me what you want to text him. And so I just sent you like 8,000 TikToks, but that's what it was about. Like, When your life is so intertwined with someone, it's like everything reminds you of them. And so it's like, it was also accepting that that's okay. Just finding a different way to like work through it. So bizarre. Yeah. Did you talk to your ex after you guys broke up? Oh God, it's embarrassing. Um, (laughs) I, I called him that night. Yeah. Because I, I didn't really get an explanation after yeah. it happened. And after talking to my friends, I was like, no, 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 I'm allowed to like figure out why this happened. Yeah. Um, so in what can only be described as a rage blackout, <laughs> I called him, I think twice. Yeah. Until I until I like felt like I had an answer. And I was just like, thank you sorry to bother you. I'm not going to, you know, I won't bother you with this again. Uh, this is just what I needed to be able to fall asleep at night. Um, I have a rage bubble in my chest because I'm like, of course you deserve to know what happened. And he should be the one apologizing to you and (laughs) groveling and begging for your forgiveness because what a, okay, wait, I'm sorry. Actually, I promised myself I wouldn't talk badly about anyone so I'll just write that no, in my no, journal no. and I got that and like I don't have anything negative to say about him or the relationship or the breakup like it is what it is you know that people are allowed to want something different for themselves and that's something that I've learned from this and from like people that I've broken up with or like things mm-hmm. like that um I can't take even it it's so easy to take these things super personally because what is a relationship if not super personal? <laughs> but 
you know, I think he's a great person and I know I'm a great person and he just needs a different great person. And I need a different great person or I need Mm -hmm. myself, you know, like I have myself. That's all I really need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Say, did you, did you talk to yours at all? Oh, um, yeah, I did. And it was like unexpected because, um, I never keep in touch with anyone I've ever broken up with. Even like people I just like made out with. I don't really want to talk to. They've served their purpose. Yeah, bye. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know too much. I gotta go. (laughs) Um, But it was a little bit of a relief because, uh, I mean, I want to blame this on my anxiety brain, but I think it's a very common thing that I was just imagining that he was off being like, ah, finally rid of her. Wow. Best decision I ever made. Never want to see or hear from her again. Now I can go to Vegas. I don't know why Vegas is apparently where you get new girlfriend, but, um, or a, a wife through a drive-in chapel. So. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't want him to go to Vegas. We're gonna drive yeah. through wife. That's not mm-hmm. fair. Uh, so talking to him and seeing that he was really upset <laughs> was a little bit of a relief in a way, but it it is like a slippery slope because it like after I think we talked for like an hour and it was mostly just like catching up, and then afterward. I like my mood became out of control like I had really been teetering on like a regular reasonable amount of sadness and depression and I definitely it was like I like tripped over a log and fell down a depression mountain which is okay and I think honestly (laughs) kind of expected I was just kind of waiting for that to happen Uh, but then I had to kind of, you know, you got to learn from what makes you depressed and try to avoid it. So since then I've tried to cut off communication as much as possible, which even talking about makes my heart kind of hurt. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Why? I don't know. You don't apologize to me. I'm not apologizing just you. I'm apologizing to anyone who's listening. I'm just, I'm so sorry. God, I'm just so sorry. (laughs) Blanket statement. (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) So let's let's talk about the weeks that have followed. Have you like seen any new trends in how you are taking care of yourself and also like the help that you are accepting from other people? Yeah, I, I think honestly, I, I really thought the sentence was going to come. It didn't. Um, Oh, that's okay. okay. (laughs) Um, I think this has been a a pretty pivotal point for me to really just take care of myself um, and not like focus on how, my life is going to accommodate another person. And, you know, what does me doing this for myself mean for my partner or a potential partner or anything like that? I think I get pretty caught up in that. Um, And it's been really nice to just think about how (laughs) my actions are going to affect my life and my life only. Mm -hmm. Um, This is probably the most confident I have felt maybe in my entire life. 
because I've been thinking that way. Um, yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Like I, I'm really lucky that I have a fantastic support system that helps me feel confident and all of that stuff. But if you don't feel it about yourself, like that can only go so far. So. I kind of want to get into that a little bit more because, um, I find a, uh, you know, the conversation around like self-love, sometimes I get really caught up in the guilt because I'm like, well, oh, yeah. I don't love myself enough. And that's why I feel like shit. And then that makes me not like myself more. And then that makes me feel more like shit. And it's just this like cycle that I just yeah. literally made up. Like, yeah. Yeah. So unnecessary. <laughs> um, like what, <laughs> what have been like kind of some of the decisions that you have like made for yourself and have felt made you feel more confident? Um, I mean, on, it's just like a matter of like, where, where do I want to take a trip right mm. now? Like, I don't have to think about other people's schedules. I don't have to think about what other people want to go to or want to see. Like, this is just what Steph wants. Yes. Um, what do I want to make for dinner? Like, it's really simple stuff. It's nothing like super revolutionary. It's just focusing it on myself. Like, how do I want to look today? Mm. Uh, not that like, that was a huge factor, but you know, I can sometimes like dress a little more sensibly, <laughs> you know, when I know that I'm going to be like around other people and stuff like that. And sometimes I just like really want to go all out and look like really dumb. And you never look dumb. It's because I'm always around other people. <laughs> but... <laughs> but now, you know, like I, uh, I'll wear just like my, my craziest outfits and even if it's just from the house because, you know, pandemic, but yeah, no, that's that. I think it's really normal to think about someone you're into or love when you're picking out outfits. I mean, like something I really struggled with at the beginning was like, he gave me jewelry. He gave me a ring that I took really freaking seriously. And it well, wasn't an engagement. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I really was under the impression that, and you know what? I think at the time he also was, it wasn't like he was lying to me. Um, people can change their minds. Yeah. And that's it okay. just sucks when they do. But anyway, yeah. I, so now I have this ring that I freaking love. I have this necklace that I was wearing every single day and I haven't found it yet, but I really want to find the way to make them just mine again. And it sounds like you're doing that from head to toe, which is amazing. What else am I going to do? I don't exactly have hobbies, Christina. <laughs> but it sounds like you're making yourself a hobby. Kind of. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. You're like a whole aisle at Hobby Lobby is just like the stuff. <laughs> it's all, it's a clearance bin oh, warehouse God. sale. <laughs> I bet the mugs are so cute though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is what I actually was like, okay, I'm going to have Steph on this podcast and like 90% of it is just going to be us laughing. So I'm reeling it in. I am reeling it in, but it's hard. 
I mean, uh, I promise. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so like back to self-care and feelings. Um oh yeah, you said decisions about making dinner. Mm-hmm. And this falls under the category of like things I never thought were important. But like there have been many days where I am totally fine the entire day and then I make dinner for one and for some account <laughs> and cry. Oh yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And um it is in a, there are some things that are surprisingly like a relief because weirdly meals and taking care of like nutrition and and groceries really fell on me and it was a conversation we had it's not like it wasn't something that I didn't kind of choose or anything um mm-hmm. but you know even when you choose something it can still be kind of stressful sometimes and uh I have mostly been eating like microwavable like those Amy's frozen meals um because they're very comforting and very good mm-hmm. and um I don't know where I got this impression but I'm under the impression please don't ruin this for me that all Amy's meals are very very healthy and that That's I am what I think too I know you were going to ask like, oh, I'm so much more muscular, right? It's the Amy's pizza that I had for breakfast. (laughs) They have all that protein, baby. Yeah. But this is random. I have a hack. So I have a a hack, a coping hack that I make the microwavable meal and then I dump it on a plate. Oh, she fancy. Yeah. So it's on a real. Wow. So it's kind of like my private chef, Amy, made yes. it for me. Just like, you oh know. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you so much. That's going to be awesome. my first book. That's going to be the whole premise. Yeah. Put your microwavable meals on a plate. Good. You okay. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, th- I, I understand the not wanting to make the meals for yourself stuff, especially when you were used to cooking for two. Mm -hmm. It's such like an intimate thing Mm -hmm. to make dinner for yourself and for your partner and to come up with like menus or meal ideas that you think your partner is going to love and uh, putting all that time and effort into it or like collaborating on it or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, like doing your little ritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rituals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like upending that and not wanting to participate in that ritual at all, even though it's like you literally needed to survive. Yeah. Can feel necessary. Yeah. No, it's true. And I, uh, especially during quarantine, I was like super chef because actually I found a lot of peace in <laughs> like following directions and then something delicious happened. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's like 8 30 p.m and I'm like oh yeah all right that's fine I'll just make an Amy's meal and that's different and and I don't know yeah I guess it also has a lot to do with like reframing things huh because sometimes it's like like what you said about even getting dressed like it's if I just reframe it 
if I just, because it's just reframing. It's so it's, easy. Honest, Christina, you should be embarrassed. That I you am. haven't done it yet. I'm so embarrassed that no I haven't. No work at all. I should try therapy or something. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you tried just not being sad? Oh my God. Yes. I tried it, but I think I got like an expired can of it because mm, it oh, didn't, geez. it didn't taste yeah. good and it didn't, didn't totally work for me. That's the risk you get yours. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I got mine at Whole Foods, so. Oh, well that explains it. Time. That's why you're glowing yeah. like that. Oh. No, this, this is sweat. Actually, it's very hot in LA. <laughs> oh no, I know. I'm so sorry. That's, don't apologize to me, ma'am. Yeah, I'm you apologizing for this. the weather because oh, I okay. control it. It's like that <laughs> Disney movie where they want snow for Christmas. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I control absolutely. the weather. Good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, reframing things, it takes time. It takes perspective. And uh, we don't have the luxury of time and perspective always. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I was just checking a list that I made of some of the things that have helped me. And uh, speaking of that, like perspective, I was trying this thing, especially right at the beginning, where if I had a thought about the relationship, I would write it down immediately. And I haven't journaled like that in forever, like probably since my last breakup, like a decade ago or something. And, uh, it, it kind of felt like tweeting to myself, but it weirdly worked. And it's kind of turned into me like going on TikTok and making little videos. I love your TikToks. Thank you so much. I love them. They, it's been, it really has felt like old school blogging, like, no, I'm not editing it. I don't really think about what I'm going to do before (laughs) it goes up. And, and I realized how much I've been looking at TikToks or like YouTube content about other women who have gone through breakups. Like there's this she's, I think she's like 19, like well, you say nine. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> she's like nine. And she got, <laughs> she broke up with someone who she's been with for like six years. So that was, wow. but I don't know, just this, this young lady mm-hmm. who makes beautiful t- TikToks and she's very bubbly and just, just seems to have her shit together in ways that uh I feel like I used to when I was young and I'm okay with that just like being able to uh have the energy to uh get up and like dance and like wear a halter top like when you're feeling crummy like I don't I don't have that energy anymore I'm okay with that um and like even some content about people who have like lost people to death um just hearing other people experiencing grief and also experiencing like moments of joy despite all of that has been really helpful although sometimes it does turn into oh my gosh it's 1am and I can't sleep 
I know what I should do. I'm just going to watch one TikTok. Yeah, and learn the Savage Remix dance. <laughs> it's a it's the perfect time. Mm, it's the witching hour. I'm so alive. <laughs> but uh have you been seeking out like because these people are strangers to me so that's really interesting that they're helping me so much but have you sought out help from people you don't know yeah I think when I do that it's more as a form of escapism Mm. instead of like I want to learn from your experiences because I'm like, I don't even want to learn from my experience. <laughs> so I don't want to think about it for a second longer. Um, but yeah, I mean, like TikTok, what is huge for me just in my life in general. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I spent a lot of time trying not to think about my feelings mm. on TikTok. And mm. like, you know, if I wanted to be busy, that was a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now that I'm in like a genuinely good place, I can kind of look at that stuff now and be like, I feel you. Hell yeah. You mm-hmm. know what? That's smart. Um, maybe I can take this moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like slowly getting to that point where um, I don't mind experiencing other people's emotions that are similar to mine. <laughs> That makes so much sense. And that's like a boundary that you usually find out about the hard way. Yeah. So I, I am yeah. so proud of you for knowing your limit and respecting it. Well, who is she? Oh, I don't know if it's like the healthiest thing in the world. Well, nothing is the healthiest thing in the world. Cause otherwise Other than they Amy. would sell it next to the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Next to the Amy's frozen dinners, yeah, yeah. It would come like in the weird crinkly bag from CVS that my Lexpro comes in. Mm, so, got it. That makes so much sense. Like I, I don't know the, uh, something like that. A lot of people have been telling me, even when I do not ask for advice, is like you just have to feel your feelings. And I'm right. like, yeah, I know. I can't fucking help it guys like come on I actually sometimes you do need to watch seasons one through three of the CW show the flash and just be totally distracted by it yeah 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 absolutely and then how do you like bring yourself out of that distraction if you if you consciously do that um I don't know if it's always conscious I think you just got to let it happen if it is going to hit you Mm -hmm. um and I have the benefit of working from home so I you know I don't have to go running to the bathroom at work to experience it or like upend a beating necessarily um but something that I did kind of take away from that was like okay just because you cried today doesn't mean that was a bad day Mm. that was a good moment for you to release this grief that you're experiencing um or like you know you had one moment today that you actually like smiled and laughed and that Mm. balanced it at all balanced it all out like that kind of thing yeah that's so wise 
Yeah. No, I, oh my gosh. I can't, this has been on my mind that I don't know if I could have done this at any other time in my life. I mean, I definitely would have, and it would have been okay in different ways, but if I had been working in an office, especially an office where people were really waiting on me, I'm not reliable right now. Like, thank, thank goodness. And, uh, luckily too, I'm at a point where I finally am able to say no to things. And so I've been able to be like, hello, I am pushing this meeting. Like I'm not asking that I am pushing this meeting. Good. Yeah. Cause Good. today I'm not, there's no way like I can't sometimes interacting with, um, people and having to act put together sometimes drains more energy than just being sad. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but you've been dating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a way I, I mean, this is, I think that sometimes that in its own way is reaching out to other people for connection that helps you heal. I never want to talk to anyone. I will never, I've decided I don't want romantic feelings, um, for anyone except myself. Um, (laughs) great. That's amazing. Um, this is self-care. I last night in the middle of the night, I was like, why, where my stuff is everywhere. Some of it's in New Mexico and some of it's in LA and somewhere along the way, like all my vibrators have disappeared. So last night Mm -hmm. I ordered, um, one on Amazon that is supposed to arrive any minute because it's next day. Hell yeah. Damn it. That's Jeffrey. what you deserve. That's what you deserve. Thank you so much. <laughs> Ugh. But it's things like that. Like, I'm like, did this make me feel better? Did it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? But yeah, how do you yeah. feel going on dates? Like, what is that? What is it like? Tell me everything. Um, I think this time around for me, I, I used to be a lot more like, you know, give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know how they do it online, and now it's more like it's it's quality over quantity by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm only gonna, I'm not gonna like be seeing a bunch of people. Or, yeah. or like going out on a bunch of dates and like all that stuff. But if I hit it off with somebody, then I would like to meet them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully that means more dates. And if it doesn't, more time for my friends. That's fine uh, by me. Spoken like a true confident person. Well, I think, I also think like part of it is just like, I found a relationship that I felt 100% myself in and I felt really um gratified in does that make sense mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember if gratified is a word for some reason well it sounds right to me okay, cool um and so I'm just like 
I, I know what that feeling is like. And I don't really have time to fuck around and <laughs> experience like shitty dating if I don't want to. Oh, that is such a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Like I, I only want to spend time with people, not necessarily like that I'm going to end up in a relationship with, like, I don't know. Um, but if I'm going to go out with someone, I, it's because I, I feel good with them and I, I, I feel, uh, a real connection to, I guess. Mm. I wish there were more descriptor words for relationships because my little English major brain just can't handle it. Yeah. Because in my mind, there's only like you're dating and it's like, you know, if you leave, that's okay. Like it was nice knowing you. And then a relationship is like, well, I love that we made this blood oath. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see you when I'm 90. Cause <laughs> we're together forever. You cannot yeah. leave. This is very important. And yeah. I wish like, if yeah. we, should we make, we should make up, we should, if anyone has any suggestions on new relationship terms, I think that would be wonderful. I mean, I guess well, we also have like fuck buddy, but or that, situationship, a situationship, but mm-hmm. how would you feel if someone said I'm in a situationship with you? Not good. It's like what you call it behind their back. I know, but like, this is something you can both agree on, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, I'm seeing this person. But I'm seeing you. Yeah, I <laughs> like, I don't, I don't I know. know. I know. I see yeah. tons of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember like in college, it was like, uh, it was almost like the bases. It was like, uh, hooking up, talking. Oh yeah, the talking dating stage relationship. Talking felt very specific. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it wasn't something where yeah. you were like, oh my God, will you be talking to me? Is it okay that I consider us talking? I would like to initiate a talking with you. Yeah, please. Capital T. And then and then you call all your friends and you're like, oh my God, guess what? <laughs> We are talking. It's official. We're talking. Oh my God. Or like what other people would go up to you and be like, I heard you're talking to so-and-so. Oh, I hate that. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> it was terrible. It was uh, terrible. There were so many times, like, I think this says a lot about my attachment style that like someone would be like, I heard you're talking to this person. And I was like, I thought we were getting married. What do you mean? We're just talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> What a way to find out. Right. Lord. <laughs> Lord Hammersy. Okay. I had another question about the supporting of, of the you in this time. And it is, do you have any, not regrets, but anything you wished you would ask more help with? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think I'm really lucky that my support system just asked all the time, like, how can I help you? What can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not feel like I necessarily needed to ask for a lot. And 
when I needed to, I felt very comfortable doing so because I knew that they were fine with me asking. Mm. Um, but I also think part of it is just like, after a certain point, you, you have to do it on your own, mm-hmm. obviously never fully by yourself. But, um, I did get to a point where I was like, I really just want to call somebody right now and be around somebody. But also I think I just need to sit in this by myself and experience it, um, and stop avoiding it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And it sucks. But once you do that, you're going to have less of those times where you feel like you have to, I think. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, you're kind of shedding kind of a little bit of that old skin and then you're not like scratching when you're around people. That is a disgusting metaphor. I am so sorry. (laughs) Actually, I mean, I like that kind of shit. So like, let's go. I love the Dr. Pimple Popper stuff. Like... I'm on oh. that side of TikTok. Let's go. Wait, I haven't seen that side of TikTok at all. Ma'am. You're not send sending you me them. You're not I'm sending sorry. me videos. No wonder. <laughs> I'll send them to you. It's my bad. Thank you. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, the, the asking for help. Uh, I'm trying to learn about myself with that because I've been really lucky too that people have been offering to help um but then I don't believe that it's real and I I get really caught up in guilt which my therapist is so wonderful because she was like you're you're being the victim you're better than that and I was like damn oh I know she always does this right at the end of the hour (laughs) She like drops the mic every time. She's so good at that. She'll just like almost be quiet most of the time. And then she's just like this thing. And I'm like, great. Thanks. I'll just think about that for the whole week. But that really changed my. Okay. I want to be like that really changed my perspective. But honestly, it it just made me more aware. Because like you, beautiful human, offered to go rescue my books from my LA apartment, which are the most valuable possession in that apartment to me. And, uh, even recently when you showed me all the books, like hanging out in your space, I was like, I feel so fucking guilty right now. And I don't know, please don't, please don't. No, see, I, I know, like, I know logically this is like, a. I want to say this is like a very, anxiety driven thing because it hasn't just been in this time. And I know it hasn't just been in this time. It's been like my whole life of like, Oh my God, I'm a burden. Like if I need something that's not okay. If anyone else needs something though, they should have that, which I believe. And like, I don't, yeah. yeah. So that's something I'm working on, I guess, actively working on. You have a lot of people that really, really love you and really care about you. So asking for help is, it, it, it's no, it's no biggie. Thank you. See what I did there? I said, thank you. Instead of being like, shut the fuck up. Oh, she grow. <laughs> Look at that therapy at work. <laughs> <laughs> that copay is really, really making the bang out of that book. Yeah, 
worth every penny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts about friends supporting friends during a breakup? I think, I I mean, kind of to that, that last point that we just were discussing, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. If the people in your life aren't willing to help, that's a different conversation, I think. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the right support system, but get into that later. Um, yeah. If that you have somebody, episode. yeah. If you know somebody who's going through this stuff, like give them their space, sure, but check in on them. Let yeah. them know that you're a resource for whatever they need, whether it's a distraction or picking out their books from their LA apartment or bringing by McDonald's or fancy coffee or, you know, whatever. Um, You can be as specific or as vague as you want to be with offering your support, but just making sure that your loved one knows that they have it is a big thing. Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah, the... It's so um, unexpected to the little things like a meal or like a coffee can really change like someone's whole day. I know that's like borderline cheesy. Nah. Well, it's like getting into that territory of like toxic positivity of like, it's never now what anyone's going through. It's all true. It's just... It's probably in the aisle of Hobby Lobby right next to your <laughs> aisle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That would make like, sense that it'd be in the clearance aisle. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face in a good way. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what friends do when they're going through breakups. <laughs> that's my number one piece of advice. You gotta punch your friend in the face in a good way. Well, I think that's a good place to end this episode. If you take anything away from us, two Taurus brunettes having a having a chat, punch your friend in the face gently. It could help in ways you don't even know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. Oh my God. I love you. I love our podcast and um, I love everything about you. I love you too. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It would super help if you subscribed, left a review, call your grandma, tell her to listen. And if you want more, Sobcast the podcast, follow us on Instagram. All right. See you next week. Love you. Bye.